0: I would like to bring forth uh, as a reminder or as a new thought, if this is fresh to you. All the promises in Revelation 2 and 3 to the overcomers have a twofold application. First, they're a promise of a reward in the kingdom. So these overcomers when the Lord comes he will give you this prize. So the Lord said to the church in Smyrna the suffering church to the one who overcomes I will give a crown of life. So those faithful unto death will reign with a crown of life. Then in Pergamos To him who overcomes, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. So this is also a reward. But, okay, Ephesus. To him who overcomes, I will give him to partake of the tree of life. But we need to see that these promises also describe... The present experiential reality of these saints. I can't think that, oh, that no one in Ephesus is partaking of the tree of life. We're just loving the Lord and doing the first works, and then sometime in the future we'll partake of the tree of life. No, our reward then will be the manifestation of our experience now. And so the overcomers in that first church, they have the first love for the Lord, the first love motivates the first works that express the Lord, and they partake of the tree of life on a daily basis. That's what they are. So when the Lord comes as the bridegroom, They will partake of the tree of life as a reward for a thousand years. The same thing with Smyrna. Doesn't Paul in Romans 5.17 speak about reigning in life? Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. Doesn't he say in verse 21, grace reigns unto eternal life? Haven't we had ministry on reigning in life? Isn't that for now? And so to get the crown of life doesn't mean, okay, you're all being defeated by death. You're being conquered in every way. I realize you have no way to resist. It just (laughs) engulfs your whole being. No. Even while they were dying physically, inwardly, they were transcendent. They were reigning the same thing with the other promises. So in verse 12, we see something very particular that brings here the high peak of the divine revelation and the consummation of organic salvation and the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose, all worked out in one verse. He who overcomes, him I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Okay, I will make a pillar. And so, we go to chapter 21, there's no temple. The Lord God Almighty is the temple. So we come back to verse 12. I will make him a pillar in the Lord God Almighty who is the temple. Brothers, this is to be built into the triune God. Amen. I will make him a pillar. Well, is the Lord going to wait until the millennium and say, okay, now I will make you a pillar? But other verses talk about pillars in the churches, like in Galatians 2. No. Those who will be a pillar then are in the process of being made a pillar now. And so, dear saints, may be fully in every aspect of their recovered church life. You can't find any defect, but there may still be a lack. You're doing all of these things. But what is actually taking place in the depths of your being? Are you being built into God? Is this ever in your prayer? Is it part of your seeking? Way back in the Thanksgiving conference in 1999, we spoke about the central work of God, God building himself into us and building us into him. And Brother Lee said to the co-workers, this is our work are you doing this kind of work? So I hope we can begin to see that in these victorious saints who are holding fast what they have, no one takes their crown, they love all the brothers, they use the little strength that they have, they let the word of Christ dwell in them, they're learning to live in the Lord's name. A process is taking place in them. They're being built as pillars into the triune God. And brothers, churches need pillars. They are unshakable. The enemy will continue the attack. And the newer ones, the younger ones may be shaken. They may be uneasy. They may be confused. But the presence of pillars will comfort them. Just unshakable. Remember Hebrews 12. The Lord will shake everything that can be shaken from Haggai. I'll shake the heavens, I'll shake the earth. But we have received an unshakable kingdom. We need to pray for ourselves and for one another and for all the churches. Lord, build unshakable pillars for the stability of the churches. The enemy is not going to stop using death as his weapon from this angle and that angle. He used it again and again and again against the church in San Francisco at a great cost with great suffering. But this morning our testimony is resurrection, life, reigns. Death has been defeated. That's part of the history here. You know, I came into the recovery here 53 years ago. And, And... Yes, so many things had happened, but there are pillars. Th- this is being built into God. This is the high peak of the divine revelation.